You're listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul Abernathy. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the podcast Today's episode, we're going to talk a little bit about receptacles. We're going to talk about ratings of receptacles, and we're going to talk about the branch circuits that are associated with those receptacles. Uh, Probably not a new topic for those that have been in the industry for quite a few years, although there seems to be quite a bit of confusion still when it comes to, can I have a 40-amp circuit, what's the rating of the receptacles that can be on it, and all that kind of stuff. So today we're going to try to clear up all of that information Uh, Make it a little easier for you to understand the National Electrical Code. So hopefully you've got your National Electrical Code. We're going to be working out of the 2020 National Electrical Code today for this podcast. So I will tell you that there isn't any change from the 2017 to the 2020. So don't freak out when it comes to, I don't have my 2020 code. Uh, It's all good. Uh, We're going to pretty much everything that's in it now is going to pretty much be exactly the same. This is more concept driven. Uh, understanding branch circuits, understanding the circuits and the receptacles that can be installed on them. So we'll get started. So if you have your code book, we're going to be digging into 210.21B, and that is dealing with receptacles. Okay, And part of that in 210.21B is dealing with the first one is dealing with single receptacles on an individual branch circuit. That's a single branch circuit with one simplex receptacle on it, okay? Not a duplex, okay? Uh, duplex is two receptacles, okay? Uh, a single receptacle would be a single unit, one single face uh, plate, one single receptacle, okay? That would be what you would have an individual branch circuit connected to, Okay. Um, so that's the kind of the first one we're going to talk about. Then we're going to talk about total cord and plug connected loads, a, a little bit dealing with uh, receptacles. Again, this all kind of still revolves around receptacles. All right. And then we're going to get into the receptacle rating. That is B3. Talk a little bit about that. There's some tables that are associated with that. So we're going to make that clear for everybody. Uh, and we'll talk about the tables uh, and uh, kind of elaborate on that. And, of course, we'll end up in item number four, which is dealing with range receptacle ratings, and we'll kind of elaborate on that and kind of then wrap this all up in a nice little nice little neat package, okay? So that's how we're going. That's how today's show is going to work, and that's the, uh, the method we're going to go to uh, through each one of these different topics today. All right, so first things first, since we're dealing with 210.21, B1, which is single receptacle. So now we're talking receptacles, right? Because you can have an individual brand circuit that feeds one piece of utilization equipment as defined in Article 100. Okay, so you could have an individual brand circuit feeding a heater or feeding something else. We're specifically talking about a receptacle. Okay, that's today's topic. So you have that individual brand circuit goes from the breaker. It's one circuit, whether it's NMB, whatever it may be. Uh, single conductors, interraceway, uh, uh, hot, neutral, and uh, equipment ground, whatever, going out to a single box that has a single receptacle in it, okay? Singular, all right? 
So if that's the scenario, the first thing we want to do before we look at B1 and give it and read it out and kind of break it down for you is we need to understand what an individual branch circuit is. So the easiest way to do that is the is the glorious means of Article 100 that is dealing with the uh, definitions, right? That's where we need to go first, okay? That is the holy grail of def- definitions for the National Electrical Code. At least that's what it's supposed to be, right? So by the magic of podcast, we're going to go to Article 100, and we look at the definition. in under branch circuits, because when you're looking in there, a tip for those taking code, there's individual branch circuit, there's general purpose branch circuit, there's multi-wire branch circuit, but they're all branch circuits, so... You go to branch circuits under B, and then it's going to have it after that. People ask me all the time. They'll say, why, didn't you just, why don't they put it in as an appliance branch circuit or then general per?" We're trying to group them in a location. They're all branch circuits. So anyway, that's where you go with that. Um, and so when you go there, you're going to see a definition of an individual branch circuit. And I'm going to read that to you for those uh, that don't have your Kobo candy. It is, uh, quote, a branch circuit that supplies only one utilization equipment. Now, I could add an individual receptacle in an individual outlet box that is for an individual piece of equipment that cordon plugs into that receptacle for that piece of equipment. Or it could be directly hardwired from your panel board enclosure and goes straight to the utilization equipment. Okay, Still would be an individual branch circuit. It's not feeding other receptacles. It's not feeding one downstream. It is individual. Uh, another great example for the residential guys and, and gals is when, in, in generally, the code requires that you you know you would put the refrigerator and all that would be on your small appliance brand circuits. Although there is an allowance in there to be able to run, and it's not just for a refrigerator. Um, it would allow you to run an individual branch circuit uh, and not be a part of the small appliance brand circuit. Okay, but uh, again, that's an allowance in two ten point fifty two. Okay, to do that, all right? So kind of just kind of giving you the, the overall uh, picture of schemes of things. Uh, well, there was a change in the 2017 code that actually broke that out. It's not just for the refrigeration, okay? It applies to other appliances that might be in there, you know, which we've done forever uh, anyway with dishwashers and disposals and all that stuff. But uh, it used to be very much driven to the allowance uh, to have refrigerator Really, the general rule was it to be on the, one of the small appliance brand circuits, but there's an exception, and it was only driven towards the refrigerator, and now it's kind of not just the refrigerator, okay? And it didn't make sense. It would only be limited to the refrigerator. And that allowed it to be on something that's even smaller, like a 15-amp uh, brand circuit, okay, instead of the 20, okay? Not really the topic of today's show, but... Something I wanted to just, you know, bring up. All right, so now we know the definition of an individual branch circuit. That's going to take us back now to what we started at in 210.21b1. So let me read it to you so we can get a better understanding of what we're talking about. B1 says a single receptacle on an individual branch circuit. So we've already established the branch circuit. We just want a single receptacle, okay? Not a duplex, a single receptacle. Many people refer to that as a simplex, okay? Um, it says, a single receptacle installed on an individual brand circuit shall have an ampacity rating not less 
than that of the branch circuit. So if you're taking an exam or you're preparing and you understand that if it's a uh, branch circuit, it's a 15 amp branch circuit, okay, then it can't be less. It can't have a rating, amp rating, not less than that of the branch circuit, okay? So for the simplex, if it's a 15 amp branch circuit, then the rating's got to be at least 15 amp years for the actual uh, device, okay? And that's just kind of what the kind of what we're following with the single individual branch circuit. Of course, with everything, we have some exceptions, and there is an exception for this rule if you have a receptacle that's being installed for a third horsepower or less motor that is allowed to be cord and plug, then there's an exception for that application because we know motors do things differently, okay? We, we get it. And then there's another exception for those that are in the arc welding world. There is an allowance for receptacles installed exclusively for the use of a cord and plug connected arc welder. It just says that it shall be permitted to have an ampacity not less than the minimum brand circuit conductor ampacity determined by 630.11a for arc welders. Okay, so the point here is we're not going to go into an arc welder show, but you do have the general rule uh, that most of us are going to deal with, and that is going to be if it's a 15-amp branch circuit, then if it's a single receptacle, uh, then it's going to be rated 15 amperes at least. Okay, so that's your basic. If you get a code exam, you know, that's, remember, it's very much keying in on a single receptacle, right? I mean, it's very much keyed into that. Okay. All right. So the next thing we're going to look at is, okay, so we're still talking these receptacles, but we now have the potential, obviously, for a cord and plug connective loads to plug into these receptacles. So you have B2. And again, we're under 210.21 in case we, you're like me, we lost focus. You're driving down the road and we kind of forgot where we're at. Um, so we're looking at the total cord and plug connected load. Now, here's what the code says, and then it's going to send us to a table. And we need to understand there's a difference between the two tables that are referenced in 210.21, and that's what I'll try to explain as we wrap it up at the end, because there are people that, that are in our Fast Tracks program, for example, that get to this portion of their study, and there's a lot of specific questions that are trying to, to question your knowledge on either the maximum load that can be on a cord and plug or the various ratings of a receptacle based on the branch circuit that it's connected to, and they get those confused, and I don't want you to lose something on an exam, right? That's something that you, and in real world, you need to make sure you you get it right. So let's read this here. It says, we're at 210.21B2, for those following along. It's uh, total cord and plug connected loads is the charging part of the the, uh, subdivision. It says, we're connected to a branch circuit supplying two or more receptacles that would be a duplex or even more if they're you know they're installed in in, in parallel scenario um, it says or two or more receptacles or outlets a receptacle shall not supply a total cord and plug connected load that exceeds that's in excess of the maximum specified in table 210.21b2 so remember 210.21b2 is very much the maximum cord and plug connected load for receptacles. And it's going to be any case you have a duplex or additional receptacles that are going to be in parallel to that single, uh, to that duplex. Okay. So just remember to differentiate, you have a single receptacle requirement and it's going to be rated for its rating, 15 amp rated receptacle, 15 amp rated branch circuit. And the minimum is a receptacle has to be rated uh, for whatever the minimum is that branch circuit. And then you get into where you have two or more. So that's a duplex 
and then additional receptacles, uh, duplex receptacles, if they were actually in parallel with that one. All right, and so that's going to take us to table 210.21b2. It's actually at the very bottom of that same page. Now, what it says here, and we'll look at each one of them, it's saying if you have a circuit, and this is an ampere rating of the circuit, and it's 15 or 20 amperes, then the rating of the receptacle is 15 amperes, and the maximum load is going to be 12 amps, okay? And then you have, uh, if it's a circuit trading of 15 or 20, then what that is telling me is that I can actually use a 15-amp rated receptacle on a 20-amp circuit, okay? Uh, and then as far as my maximum load, it's still going to be limited to 12 amps. Now, where would this happen? Uh, it's permitted to happen, for example, on your countertops uh, in a kitchen, there are 20-amp rated circuits. That's the requirement of 210.11c of the National Electrical Code for branch circuits, or the, at least the, the minimum branch circuits. Uh, you have to have at least two small appliances. Of course, you could have more than two, but code minimum is at least two. Uh, both of those uh, small appliance brand circuits have to serve your countertop. Uh, you could have two separate countertops, and they both don't have to serve both. One can serve one, and one circuit could serve the other, but nevertheless, both of those minimum two small appliance brand circuits have to serve your countertop loads. Uh, yes, you could have more than two. And if you do have more than two, just a note for those that are learning calculations, it's 1,500 VA per small appliance brand circuit. If you have two, that's 3,000 VA. If you have three, then that's 4,500 VA. Remember, you have to add them all if they're there in the calculation. Okay, Just a code tip for you if you're taking an exam. All right, so... If the circuit is a 20-amp circuit, then obviously it's permitted to have a 20-amp rated receptacle on it. And if the, 20, if the receptacle is rated for 20 amps, and it is a 20-amp circuit, then you're allowed to put the maximum load, again, these are cord and plug connected maximum loads, of 16 amperes on that. Okay, So the big difference between the 15 or 20 it's the rating of the receptacle. Even though it's a, allow me to use a 15-amp receptacle for my countertop if I wanted. Most people wouldn't. They'll use a 20-amp rated. But it allows me to do it. But again, you have that limitation. In this case, the limiting factor is the device. The device is 15 amperes. It's permitted to be on a 20-amp circuit, but it's still 15 amperes. So when it's cord and plug, then it's going to be limited to a maximum load of 12 amperes. Uh, most people won't calculate that out. Most people won't even think about that. So if I'm giving advice and I'm known to, to give advice a lot, then I would say make sure you use a 20-amp rated receptacle on a 20-amp circuit if you're going to take advantage or you want to take advantage of the 16 amps that are on that for cord and plug limitations. Okay, And a lot of this also makes more sense when you look at 210.23 and you start looking at A1, A2, and that's talking about cord and plug connected equipment and it's limiting it to 80%, you obviously see that these numbers jive with 80%. So it all works together. This is almost just a way to keep you from, it's kind of like a cheater method, if you will, even though it's not a cheater method, but uh, it just gives you better clarity of the understanding. Okay. Hopefully it does anyway. All right, so then we go down and look at the last one. So we have a 30-ampere, cord and plug connected, 30-ampere. You'll see that it's rated 30-amperes. The receptacle is to be rated 30-amperes, and the maximum load is 24-amperes, okay? Coincidentally, uh, that aligns with 
210.23A1 very nicely. Okay, so that's kind of telling you your maximum cord and plug connected load based on table 210.21B2. Okay, so again, if I'm looking at what I got a cord and plug application and I want to know what my maximum load that I can pull in based on the rating of that receptacle, based on the circuit that it's applied to, this is the table that's going to tell me what I can exceed. Okay, all right. Uh, Incidentally, normally... Cord and plug connected loads in a calculation are not considered continuous load. However, I will tell you, if you have an occasion where it's been defined by somebody as a receptacle for use in an application with a continuous load, then you have to take it as a continuous load. Most other times, you would not take a receptacle as a continuous load. Okay, Just kind of little things to keep in mind as you're, as you're going through the code and learning different things. All right, so the next one we're going to look at is 210.21B3. And this has to do with receptacle ratings. And the reason we're looking at ratings now, that's going to bring in the other table, 210.21B3 table, which is on the opposite page. Okay, And that you're going to see how this works, and you're going to see how, the, how this jives uh, when, you're, when you're working with circuits, like what we just said a minute ago. All right, and I'll kind of tie these back together. Let me read you what the code says. So the actual charge of it of this subdivision is receptacle ratings. It says we're connected to a branch circuit supplying two or more receptacles or outlets. Receptacle ratings shall conform to the values listed in table 210.21B3. Okay, so we have a new table, uh, and uh, we're going to discuss that once we finish this and kind of work on that. It says, or, this is important for an exam now, or we're rated higher than 50 amperes, okay? Higher than 50 amperes, because the table that we're talking about only goes up to 50 amperes. So it says, we're rated higher than 50 amperes. The receptacle rating shall not be less than the branch circuit's rating, okay? So it's a 60 amp receptacle. The branch circuit has to be rated for 60 amperes, okay? So... Pretty easy to understand that concept. 50 and less, 50 down to 15, we've got our nifty table that's going to help give us some guidance, okay? So that is our, our application there for the receptacle rating. So then let's jump to the opposite page, and we're going to look at the table. Now, this is table 210.21B3, and the title of this table is Receptacle Ratings for Various Size Circuits, Okay. So let's look at the first one. So I have a 15 amp brand circuit feeding my living room. It says the receptacle rating on that 15 amp brand circuit is not over 15 amperes. So it's a 15 amp circuit. Then it's going to get a device that's rated for 15 amperes. Okay. Now the faceplate on a 20 ampere is different than a 15. It has a T-slot. So the issue is we don't want to pull more load than, than is uh, uh, designed for that circuit. Yes, it will trip the overcurrent device, hopefully. Uh, and every, in a perfect world, everything works right. But a consistent overloading of a circuit is never going to be good for the circuit's overall life. And we're going to limit it to those loads. Uh, that are. And again, never forgetting that if it's a 15-amp receptacle, that we're going to have a maximum load to 12 amperes, okay, for cord and plug. And, of course, obviously, that applies to receptacles because what else would you put in there? Cord and plug, right? We're not talking to directly to uh, utilization equipment directly, okay? 
uh, if it's not a continuous load, if I plug it directly in, uh, wired into hardwired into a piece of equipment and it's an individual brand circuit, then I can run it to the load of the circuit if it's not a continuous load. If it's a continuous load, then I got to take it at 125% and, and do that accordingly. Okay. And then after adjustment and corrections, I got to make sure that my circuit can at least handle the load. Okay. The actual calculated load. Okay. After adjustment and corrections. If you don't understand any of that, I understand this electricians is not an easy job. Okay. That's why we get paid the big bucks. Okay. Uh, and the reality is I have a video called derating demystified that you can go watch. And that'll explain all of that about adjustment and corrections and kind of Really clear it up for you. It's probably one of my most popular uh, videos that I have. So go back and watch that if that, for some reason, got you confused. All right, so let's look at this table. The first one says a branch uh, circuit rating in amperes, 15 amperes. It says the receptacle rating, again, not over 15. So 15 amp circuit, 15 amp breaker, uh, 15 amp receptacle. Why I said that. All right, the next one is 20 amperes. Now, notice what we said earlier when it, we looked over at the cord and plug. We said 15 or 20, uh, and it was still, if the receptacle was rated at 15, even though we're using it on a circuit that could be 15 or 20, like the countertop I gave you an example, you were still limited to 12 amps of maximum load for cord and plug applications. Here, it's kind of, it's kind of reaffirming that by saying if it's a 20-amp circuit, we'll let you use a 15 or a 20 amp uh, device. Okay. Uh, dirty little secret. Some people will tell me, I'm, I'm, you know, some people say, how do you know this? Interesting enough, the 15 amp and 20 amp rated receptacles uh, are in, internally identical. The only difference is the faceplate. Manufacturer might want you to think otherwise, but I can tell you, crack one open. They're not that expensive. Go buy one. Go buy a standard 20 amp and a standard 15 and crack it open and see if you see any difference inside. Anyway, so 20 amp circuit can use a 15 or 20 amp. That kind of reaffirms what we talked about over in 21B2, right? Kind of makes sense, okay? All right. The next one's a 30 amp circuit. Again, 30 amp rated receptacle. A 40 amp, so here's where, here's where people start to get confused. Now, I have a 40 amp circuit. That would be the, the minimum size, for example, um, without doing a calculation for ranges for brand circuit, that is the minimum size uh, circuit for a range. Uh, and so when I go through all this, if I have a 40 amp circuit, the question is, just like with the 20, I have a 40 or can I put a 40 amp rated device on a 40 amp circuit? Well, obviously. Can I put a 50 amp rated device on a 40 amp circuit? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the load is still the load. The load is still the 40 amps. The overcurrent is still the 40. So it doesn't matter uh, whether it's a 40, which is designed for the 40 amp load, or I want to use a 50. Okay. Doesn't matter. So that's where you see people use a uh, 8 gauge NMB running to uh, a 3 wire with ground to a range. And then they. Um, which is one of the options you can use. You can use an SER as well. But they typically do that, but then the standard is to get a 50-amp receptacle. And that's perfectly fine, and this is where it tells you that is perfectly fine. Okay? Uh, the next one is the 50-amp. And a 50-amp is required to have a 50-amp breaker. Obviously, you couldn't use a 40 on it, the same as you couldn't, you know, they don't, they won't, this won't let you do it based on the code. Um, so, uh, if it's 50 amperes, then it's going to have to have a 50-amp rated receptacle. And like it says, once you get higher than 50, 
then it's going to have to be the receptacles have to be rated for whatever the branch circuit is, or at least the branch circuit. Okay, so that's how we ran through each one of these. So you have a bit of an, a, a deviance in uh, a 20 amp device and a 40 amp device, which a 20 allows a 15 or 20, and a 40 allows a 40 or 50. Okay. Now let's see. We have uh, again. Some exceptions to those rules. Again, we're talking about arc welders. There's an allowance in that. And there's another allowance for the, amp- the ampacity rating for a receptacle installed for electric discharge lighting that is permitted based on 41062C. So there are some exceptions to the general rule. We're not going to talk about them because, again, not an arc welding show. And uh, electric discharge lighting it, it, it deviates from our lesson about branch circuits. Uh, but you do have some exception there for the general everyday application, for the general everyday you and me. Um, these are the rules and the sizing that they're dealing with. Uh, the, the last one we're going to talk about today's episode is item number four. So we're at 210.21B4, and that says range receptacle ratings. And it says the ampere ratings of a range receptacle shall be permitted permitted to be based on a single range demand load as specified in table 220.55. So the single demand load for a single range uh, is 8kW. Okay, if you're looking at table 220.55. So it's just saying that the ratings of a range receptacle shall be permitted to be based on the single range demand load as specified again in table 220.55. Okay? So again, it reminds you back to the table and a single range would be 8kW. Okay? Of course, this is a great time to segue into talking a little bit about range calculations and to remind you that we have an upcoming show that's going to be uh, discussing range calculations. Of course, I have a detailed video on all that, that talks about everything to do with with ranges. But in February, we're going to have a show on February 22nd where we are going to have a live show where we talk about range calculations, and I'm going to go into detail and give some examples. And that's coming up on one of our future electrician live shows that typically they happen every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. It's just a casual affair where I go live and we talk about different things. I get things off my chest about the electrical uh, for electricians and different topics. Uh, if you choose to, to, to listen, I appreciate it. Uh, but that's what that show is all about. Okay. And that's coming up. If you want to learn about ranges now, then we have a real good video that's teaching a lot of people over on our website at youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. So hopefully you go over there and listen to it. Uh, and hopefully, if you're listening to these podcasts, you go over to our youtube.com forward slash master the NEC. That's all one word. And you subscribe. Okay. We weren't really big on subscribers for the last year in 2019, but in 2020, we're pushing for subscribers to make sure you subscribe so that you can get a notice when we do a show, a live show, some stream uh, releases. And we want to make sure that you know about it because we're going to be talking about all kinds of, of different topics uh, and we're taking recommendations. So if you want to send us topics, a lot of the stuff I do is geared towards recommendations from people. Okay. So hopefully you got something out of that show today. We're talking branch circuits and receptacle ratings for those branch circuits and how you apply 210.21. And hopefully that kind of cleared up some stuff for you. 
Uh, if you have any questions, you're always free to email us at info, I-N-F-O, at masterthenec.com, and I'm more than happy to answer any of your questions. Again, if you need a industry-leading exam prep course, the Fast Tracks course that we offer on masterthenec.com is bar none the best exam prep and course to learn the National Electrical Code than anyone out there in the industry. I can guarantee you If you take that course, you will learn the NEC. So until next time, folks, stay safe and God bless. You've been listening to Electrician Live with your host, Paul 